Welcome to We're Listening to Podcast, a community where all voices are heard. I'm your host, Rob Cook. Join me for a lighthearted show about the human experience with live conversations, discussions, and interviews of some of the newest to the most established 3P practitioners from all over the world. So no matter if you've known the three principles for years or you're new to Daily Insights, we hope each episode will inspire you to demonstrate a community where all voices are heard. Welcome to today's episode. Welcome, 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 everyone, to to another episode. And we are going all the way over to what some refer to as the Holy Land. <laughs> We're going to Jerusalem, Israel, um, for an amazing human being who I, I met uh, probably about a year and a half ago, probably, maybe. Uh, but sis then have just fell in love with and got an opportunity to hang out with um, at 3P UK conference. But Everyone, welcome Yael Abrahamson to the show. What's going on? All is good. It's good. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you oh, for man. having me. No, thank you for being here. We we love fresh faces, fresh voices, people you should know in the community. And um, I remember hearing you speak once, and I was like, huh. ding, ding, ding. She wins. <laughs> That's a face. That's a voice we need to know. Um, I love your story. I love your your um. I love the way you show up, the smile, um, and we'll get into the story. But I just, I just love the the trauma to triumph. You know, the the pain to happiness, the the frown, the the tears to to joy. Um, I love that in your story. But before we get there, I'm asking you to introduce yourself to all the listeners who who are going to fall in love with you just like I did. So, how would you say, or who would you say you are, and how do you show up in the world? Okay, so hi. <laughs> I know softball questions, question. right? <laughs> like, okay, good question. Um, so I'm Yael Abramson, uh, born and raised in Jerusalem, Israel. I have nine nine siblings, a lot of nieces and nephews, um, and I would say I'm a person who likes to show up and, and kind of is curious to what's going on where I show up. You know, like, even if I walk into like a store, it's like, what's going on here? Who's here? Who's hanging out here? What are people up to? And I just like, like to observe and, and I'm curious about that. Anywhere, if I'm in the park, it's like, wow, this tree. I, yeah. love, I love being in the presence of, of where I am. I love mm. people. Um, yeah. But I love that. I that's me. I love that. I, I love, I love how you, you frame that. Um, you said something right before we begin, and I, I want that to kind of be our, our jump off point. Um, you were talking about what you're kind of seeing now, what you've been feeling most now. And um, I wrote it down because it was so, so powerful when you said it, but you said, you're in a state right now where you're being radically kind to yourself. And that's why I want to kind of start is what do you mean when you say you're in a phase or you're in a state where you just need to be radically kind to yourself? Yeah. Um, when I got back from the 3P UK conference, I was on this journey before and, and, uh, you know, hearing again from 
beautiful people that share Sid's message that changed my life in so many ways. And there's so many ways that I'm like, oh, I want it to change a little more. Or <laughs> what am I not seeing? And how am I not seeing it? Or, you know, how am I still here? Or why is this still not the way I think it should be? Like golden vases. <laughs> <laughs> and I got back and I was like, hey, you know, what about being kind to yourself? Where, where does that come in? Yeah. And, and, and when I was thinking about about this conversation with you, I, I was thinking back about how I used to think about the world. And I, I was, you know, in, in the past, I mean, I still, I'm, I'm always gonna be a chef in my blood. <laughs> I remember standing, you know, taking a break and walking outside the restaurant and being totally anxious. And every cell in my body is like, waiting to burst and I'm looking out and I'm seeing, I'm hearing the cars um, honk and people walking by and my head is really busy and all of my problems are in there. And I'm like, if I could only change the world, everything would be okay. I would be okay. That's how I remember thinking. Yeah. And, and when coming back from, from the conference this time, I kind of looked back and saw what changed in me. Because the first time I heard about this understanding, I knew in my heart that this can change the world. Mm -hmm. If everyone knew it, it can change the world. So I went to my past and I was like, oh, so now I have to, I have to change all the world, right? No, no. The kindness, the change, it starts in me. It starts in me again and again and again a hundred times a day. It's like stopping, come back. Yeah. How am I being kind to myself now? How can I be kind to myself right now in this situation that I'm in? And it's like these little drops that, that become something new because there's nowhere to rush to. Whatever's happening is happening right now. Everything that happened in the past or everything I thought of doing till now doesn't exist only in my mind. So let's start from now. Yeah, and of course, I'm speaking to myself as well. Of course. Oh, I love that. Man, that was a powerful conference. Because, <laughs> I mean, I came back just as you with so many things going through my head. And I remember um, I took some, some holiday days or vacation days immediately after. And I was saying, now what? Like now what? And it was it was very quickly the the voice of the thought came that what do you mean? There's still unheard voices. You said you now what? You still got work to do. What are you talking about? Like there are still people who are being marginalized. There are still people who are suffering. There are still people who don't know there's a different way they can experience their life. What do you mean now what? It's the same. Go find them, listen to them. And don't stop listening until you fall in love. <laughs> that was like what I came back with, you know. So kudos to the 3P UK conference for, for you know, throwing out insights like they were doing in a basketball game or something. Because everybody I talk to, something so so spiritually profound has landed on them. But um, you were also a speaker at the conference. 
right? Talk to me about that experience, you know, on a panel. Um, I think Steve, Judith, and um, Zebbie was, was all on your panel, correct? Yeah. Talk to me about that experience. Um, oh, that was a beautiful sit down. And of course we had a, we had a few meetings before just, uh, I think we, we didn't, we all didn't know that we were going to be speaking at the conference. It all started okay. with, uh, with listening groups from the three PGC yeah, that yeah. you were part of. Yeah. Um, it was just a, a group of, of people that in, in, in hindsight, it seems like living, they live life differently than others. Yeah, yeah. You know, like they're called, uh, you know, we're called, uh, you know, gay or, or, you know, we love differently. We love in sin, all kinds of things like that, that, that in the past, I really believed, you know, it was very hard for me to live in my skin. Yeah. And, and um, for a while in the community, um, I was wondering why, why I felt that way. And I discovered there are more people in the community that felt that way as well. And uh, we also reached out and the three PGC reached out to us and we had these listening groups. And just like you said, like we were listening, we were like you listen to till you fall in love. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened, I guess, right? Because the voice of, of all humans is the same. We all mm -hmm. want to be exactly who we are because that's who we are. Yeah. If I could choose a different path, right, to be one of my siblings that kind of go in the way of my parents, I would do that easily. I even tried that in the past. I tried to go back and live like someone else. That's not what work. I feel. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. So, so speaking with, with um, Steve, Zebedee, and Judith, it was just like a beautiful, like, party, talking about our experience, and actually, just being so normal, just being like, I am who I am, and that's my job in the world, mm -hmm. to be who I am, and I think that one of the reasons that 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 I wanted to I wanted to be one of those voices is because this understanding is so profound. You know, it changed my life in so many ways in ways that I thought were separate problems. Like my weight was a problem. My mental health was a problem. My goals in life were a problem. Everyone were separate problems. Suddenly everything became mm -hmm. like, <laughs> it was one answer. Yeah. One I was answer. like, wait, why, why is this, you know, why is this not getting fixed? You know, yeah. Like, like, I have to fix it. So I kind of try to go and fix that part in me. And it's interesting because I want to share with you something like personal that I saw about myself last night. I went to a, to a queer drag show in Jerusalem. We have like one gay bar. <laughs> we have some parties, but there's like one gay bar. You know, um, and there was this beautiful show. And I was sitting there and I was watching this performer and I was in love with this performer. And after sitting down, I remembered a time a few years ago when I saw this performer 
and I had thoughts in my mind like, oh, you're too gay, you know, like, oh, you're too much. Like, why, why do you have to be too much? And sitting yesterday and seeing that that has changed. And the only thing that happened was me being more in love and acceptance with myself. Yeah. That was profound. Yeah. So, so I guess that, that, that was our job in the conference. Say, be uh, you. And it's, it's so funny because people think, some people, not all people think that being you and because it's so different from me, that's going to make us at odds somehow. Or that's going to put us, you know, a, pit us against each other, so to speak. When in all actuality, what tends to happen is when you get in a room full of people who know who they are, there's a celebration of your uniqueness and my uniqueness that comes out. It's kind of like we, we begin to, to cheer each other on. Um, there's a, a story in Quest of the Pearl where um, Mama Leela is talking to the, to the gentleman, um, Richard, who, who comes to Hawaii. And she talks about when her grandfather sat with the Indian type equivalent of community leader when he would come to Hawaii. And he ended up staying with them for like two months, I think she says. And she never heard them argue, even though they had strong, strong, different beliefs. And so the question was posed like, well, what do you think that was? How do you think that happened? And the way she responded really always gets me because she said, we realized they both knew the truth. And that was enough. It was like they had so they knew the truth. And because of knowing the truth, they could celebrate the differences in between the two, no matter how opposed they were at surface value. And that's that's what I love about this understanding. Like, that is what I love about this understanding. It's been the, the thing that has shown me how to, you know, and that's the openness and the love uh, that the group you're talking about was intentional for me to be a part of because I was trying to heal myself from things I had done and silencing voices. Uh, the communities I grew up in that it was, we so-called trained to silence those voices or um, not support to somehow make them feel less than so they would change to a more acceptable for me type lifestyle. And um, coming into that room and, and being able to express that and receiving the love I received was purely magical for me because I know what an ally is now. I know what an ally is. An ally isn't someone who just automatically believes what you believe and y'all get along along the way. No, an ally says that we may have different experiences but we understand we're the same and i got you and you got me i found myself in that group saying yeah me too more than anything when i would hear people talk about their experience like i laugh me and steve laugh about this a lot i was like steve i don't think i've had more in common with a gay man than you in my life like <laughs> when we would just talk about all the different things we would feel or do or adjust to in our lives and um, that was so eye-opening for me. But that path doesn't come easy. Uh, I, for me, at least it didn't. I don't want to make it seem like, oh, one day I... 
came in with no problems. <laughs> then I just I just automatically cat to this smiling about everything. That wasn't my experience. But I do want to talk to you about yours, kind of your path to mental health, as we say. You know, the way that you went from, as I said earlier, trauma to triumph with the things you faced in your life to now. Like, talk me through that. What is that? You know, shape it. What is what is that like now? I like, uh, I actually love what you said about the, the fact that it wasn't easy. Because um, it can seem like with what you were saying before that it's like, oh, you know, we just, I just want to be like everyone else. Mm -hmm. I um, If we're all equal, you know, so we won't have problems if we'll all get the same of what everyone has. But we all actually need something else. You know, we all need love and acceptance first in ourselves and for others, but I have different wants and needs than you and everyone else. So that there's a difference in the, I feel in like the, seeing that we're all the same, but we all have different stories. Mm -hmm. And um, there's this, there's this line that I love in the knowledge book and it says, reaching the rose is only possible by loving the thorns. And um, I see that and every time I get stopped by, by something new in life, by a new challenge in myself, by something new that I'm facing. Um, but you're talking, you're asking about mental health. My journey from that is like, it feels so far away because I've changed so much. But the way I experienced, the way I shared a little before was being in a very hard place in life, like being in a place where death was on my mind more than life. Life was not on my mind. I didn't think it was possible. Like um, suicide was on my mind for more time than I'm alive today. And um, trying that and not succeeding, luckily, or going through hospitalizations again and again, manic depressive and psychosis. And I know that people may can read about it in books, but my experience was every time having an episode like that was kind of dying and learning how to live again. If it's learning how to eat, learning how to sleep, learning how to take care of myself step by step, usually, you know, going back and living in my parents' house. I'm so grateful that they allowed me to do that when I needed that. But really starting from the beginning, no matter what age I was, it was like, you start with nothing again. Everything is gone, everything I worked for, starting in a job and a low paying job, which I'm also grateful for because I couldn't go fast. I had to start slow again. Mm -hmm. um, and going through those experiences of, you know, getting on and off medication, um, trying to find what was wrong with me, you know, because I was told I had a, I had a disease. So when you have a, a disease and you're told that you have it for the rest of your life, you kind of, I freaked out. I was like, okay, so if I'm forever, you know, a diseased a person with a disease, there's no hope for me. Yeah. 
So I started living my life with a person who has no hope. So I didn't go to school to learn things that can help me in the future. I thought that, you know, I was going to live till I was 26 years old and then I was going to commit suicide. That was my goal. That was my goal to suffer till then. That was my goal. Why 26? I don't know, because it looked so far away Hmm. because I was suffering for so long before. I mean, since I've, since I've, really seen that I can't live my life in like the religious way that I was brought up in. Mm -hmm. I started suffering a lot because I couldn't be who I am in terms of my gender or how I wanted to express myself. And I couldn't be who I was in even in a godly way, because it wasn't the same godly way that I was raised in. So I was always wrong. And when you talked about truth and uh, trauma and, and, and triumph, I see it as, as, the, the time that I was first, the first time I was ever in trauma was the first time that I couldn't be in a place that was true to me. Oh, wow. I love that. I love that. It didn't have to be something extreme. Like, extreme, yeah. It doesn't have to be that. It's just like that moment that I, I wanted to wear pants because I felt more myself i felt together i felt it was more modest than wearing a skirt but i couldn't because i wasn't allowed to so from there i'm 15 years old i'm 17 i leave my parents house i go to live in the united states i have no idea how how life works (laughs) where did you live where did you live in the u.s i lived with my grandmother in the west village west village of what what's the where village of new york new york okay got it got it I had no idea what people were doing. I was living in like the best place to live, gay city. And I was like, crawled up in my shell. Like, how do you live life? What is going on? Mm. I didn't know how to live. I didn't know that people, you know, learn things and they, and whatever they're curious and they go and learn hopefully. And I didn't know how life works. So I was, you know, this thing was building up and I was like, okay, 26, that's the answer. But the amazing thing that happened for me, and like you said, it was really slowly, slowly since I came across this understanding, was that the first thing that happened to me was I lost 50 kilos in a few months. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't know. I didn't try to go on a diet. I just heard something about food that later on I understood, oh, it's about me. It's about slowing down. Yeah. That's when I started seeing in my, into my mental health and I saw how my manic episodes, I saw how it was created. And I remember that day, that day I was working in the kitchen we were closing up. There's like foam and soap everywhere and music and everyone just like, you know, taking apart the restaurant in order, you know, for closing. And this tsunami of all the thoughts I had in all my manic episodes and all the psychosis just comes like that, like, like a a mountain, like it was crazy. And for a moment I thought, Oh my God, I'm going to try this. And I was like, okay, I see you. And I continued cleaning the stove and it all moved along. And I was like, wow. Oh my God. I just had all my manic episodes and they, and they went one. away. <laughs> yeah. 
And I realized everyone were just doing what they were doing. It was really, really all in my mind. And I didn't know. So that, that's my little story about mental health. No, I love it. I love it. There's so, you said so many beautiful things. One, the first thing that, that, that I picked up on was how easy we allow people with physical problems to start over. So if I break my arm or break my leg, everybody is more up to allow me a slower pace. Hey, you got slow down, use your crutches. Don't walk too fast. Let me get that for you. If it's my arm, you know, people want to write for me or type for me. It is, it's actually very fascinating hearing. And I'm, I'm only hearing when you just said it, it start playing for me. The amount of people who don't get that, that opportunity when it's a mental and it's a mental injury. When it's the mind, you're like, get over it. Some, some, some quotes I've heard over the years, man up, you know, things like that. That is so, that was the first thing that caught me was like, wow, why do we give the body? We, we can let you slow down there, but the mind, we don't know. You just got to get over that one when it controls everything. That was the first thing you said. The second one I love was how, how you really highlighted it's an inside out understanding, you know, and, and it's so when you said that, I could, I could hear that, that shift from when we go from helping from deficit and when we start serving communities from overflow, I am well, I may have sad days. I may have frustrating days. I may have, you know, an anger day or whatever, but I am well. And because I am well, I can serve humanity in an overflow regardless of how I'm feeling. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for sharing that and sharing your story. You know, um, we've talked about this, um, you know, ourselves is I can't wait to continue watching you walk out on stages and be you. I absolutely love it. I love the fact of being able to witness it and be a part of it. Um, but I am going to ask you to kind of Share your heart with the community one last time. Yeah, well, not one last time. We don't want this to be your last time. We want this to be the beginning of many times. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just just any closing things that you, you want to share. If you want people where they can find you, any of that, just, just kind of share your heart with us. Thank you. I just want to say thank you for your words because it's very kind. Very kind of you. Um. If, if anyone wanted, wants to reach me, I work with people in all kinds of ways. I guess my, my email is going to be on the podcast. You can. Yes, I'll put that in the show there. notes. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, there's two things I would like to share is one is learning not to take things so personally, even when they are. Mm. That can really change a moment, a day, a life. And uh, if, there's, if there's something that you don't like about yourself, or if there's something that's going wrong in life, I would just say the first thing to do is to accept it. I try to change it. You know, just be loving to yourself in that moment. Have that experience. 
have that experience. Um, you said before something about us, like saying, oh, you know, man up, it's in your mind. I have, I have some people that I, that I share with and work with and they say, oh yeah, it's in my head. Like, that, that, that's, not, that's not a nice thing to say. That's not in my head. Have the experience of being alive with whatever's going on with you. And hopefully from there, change will come. Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about the podcast, please go to 3pgc.org. If you're looking for more information about how to become a practitioner or you want to be featured on the show as a new, fresh voice in the principles, send us an email at info at 3pgc.org. We'd love to hear from you. Knowing there is no end or limitation, nor are there boundaries to the human mind, have the day you deserve.